ABC Tonight, the next chapter of the Bachelor journey begins. Welcome to Listen to Your Heart. Listen to your heart. 20 single musicians look for the perfect duet. When she sings to me, it just leaves me speechless. Will a passion for music lead to a lasting love? I've dreamt of being with somebody who shares the same passion that I do. Or end on a sour note. It's no fun singing a love song when you're not in love. The Bachelor presents Listen to Your Heart, a six-episode event, tonight at 8, 7 central on ABC. Discover for yourself how God is able to change your life forever through the ministry of Bishop Dagwood Mills. Dagwood Mills is the founder of the Lighthouse Chapel International, a denomination with over 1,200 churches worldwide. He is an international healing evangelist and author of several best-selling books. He also conducts work of ministry conferences all over the world and has established the Anakazo Bible and Ministry Training Center. Now, listen to Dagwood Mills. We are so blessed today. It's, it's, it's a good feeling. You know, I have the feeling that you have when you are in secondary school and you have been visited the whole time and it's just around exams and then you get a, an announcement in the dining hall. Edward Adi, you have a visitor outside. Then when you go here is home choke. You abandon all the gas oil you are eating. Fantastic. Today daddy is in the house, but before listen, before I introduce him, there is Ida in the house. You've heard her on podcasts. You've seen her far off on some stage. But today she's right here. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Ida! I'm blessed. Hallelujah. Blessed to be in such a beautiful church.
So be strong in the Lord, in the power of His might. Ooh, put on the whole armor of God. Oh, that He may be able to stand. Ooh, gird your loins with truth and take up the shield. The world and evil way.
Church, and I'll do it again and again. 
And so I'll serve you for the rest of my days Whoa.
pray. Father, thanks for the great blessing of being here this morning. We ask you to guide us and lead us. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. You may be seated. What a blessing it is to be here this morning. All of you, outside, inside, it's a blessing to be here. This morning I want to share with you a short message about the love of God. Is your clock correct or is it wrong? It doesn't work. Okay. Now, um, loving God that come space right here. Loving God, Matthew chapter 22 and verse 37. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and foremost Commandment. The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Amen. Amen. The reason why this is the great commandment is because this great commandment embodies all the other commandments. If you remember the Ten Commandments, who remembers the Ten Commandments? What is the first commandment? Thou shalt the Lord your God. Second commandment. Thou shalt have no other gods. No graven image. Okay? So that has to do with loving God. Not having any other option. What's the third commandment? Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord your God. In vain. That is the commandment. The third one also has to do with loving God. Because if you love somebody, you will not take his name in vain or use his name in the wrong way. 
Isn't it? That's the third commandment. What's the fourth commandment? Thou shalt keep the Sabbath day holy. Remember the Sabbath. The Sabbath day is for also God, isn't it? Worshipping God. So you can see that so far with the Ten Commandments, it's relating to loving God. Okay? What is the fifth commandment? Honor your father and mother. Now we are moving to your neighbor. Your first neighbor is your parents when you when you are born into the world. Isn't it? So your neighbor is the next uh, father and your mother honor them has to do with loving your neighbor. Those the sixth commandment. Thou shalt not kill your neighbor also. If you love your neighbor, you will not kill your neighbor. So you can see that this, like Jesus said, the second is like unto it. Alright, the second is like unto it. It's like if you fall on these two commandments depend the whole law. All the law it depends on these two wonderful commandments. Is that not so? And then what is the next commandment? Thou shalt not commit adultery, which again has to do with your neighbor's wife. Isn't it? So the neighbor is concerned here again. And the seventh commandment or the thou shalt not steal from your neighbor. It's obviously the neighbor that you are going to steal from. So don't steal your neighbor's things, isn't it? That's the eighth. Okay, then the ninth. Against thy neighbor. Against has to do with your neighbor. Is that not so? Um, and what's the last commandment? The tenth. Thou shalt not covet your neighbor's house. Hey. Nor his ox. Or anything that is thy neighbor's, isn't it? Fantastic. So you see that the Ten Commandments have this, the first commandment, which is you love, um, you love God himself, and then you love your neighbor. Romans 13 verse 8 Owe no man anything but to love one another. For he that loveth another has fulfilled the law. So when you love, okay, he that loveth another has fulfilled the law. So loving God is what I'm just sharing a bit about today. Just a short message because we are Concerning ourselves with our building of our church. Amen. Now, loving God is the greatest secret that you could ever discover. One of the things that I prayed for for my children is to be touched, to love God. It's not something you can impart easily. Even and one of the things I pray for the my pastors, my pastors are like my, my children also, is to love God. Because 
It's the greatest thing you can ever achieve is to love God. You see, God whom you cannot see. God who you cannot hear. You can speak to him in a room for the whole day. You will not hear a word from anybody. So to love God, Jesus said, is the greatest achievement a person can have. Amen. Amen. And so, when you love God, you have fulfilled the greatest and the most important instruction and commandment in the whole Bible. To love God. Amen. Amen. And so, loving God should be your greatest desire. Amen. Amen. It should be your great desire to love Almighty God. So, pray, pray about it. Pray that God will touch your heart to love Him. Now, you know the saying Jesus said, a man cannot love two masters or serve two masters. Usually when you don't love God, you love something else or somebody else. Usually. That is why suspicious spouses suspect the spouse, there are some more suspicious than others, quickly suspect the spouse of loving another when they sense the love is going down. Some people think that way. Like, if you, you used to say I love you and you don't say I love you, their immediate conclusion is that you love another. And that's how people think. Now, if you live with such a person, you married a difficulty. You married a difficulty. Because each time one of those statements are dropped, it destroys the foundation and the backbone of the marriage, leaving it hollow and leaving it with just a facade. Yeah. But there are good reasons sometimes where people suspect. And God has also said clearly, because usually you find that when people don't love God, they love the ultimate idol. There is an idol which I call the ultimate idol. Is the most profound idol you can ever see or discover, and that is money. The one thing that keeps people from really serving God is money or the love for money. And in my experience, I have watched as many people's lives have passed by and they never chose to serve God, but chose 
to follow other things, which they mostly don't even get. From my experience, I'm now in my 50s. I was 25 old when I became a pastor. It's been, it's been 25 years plus. I've been pastoring in the same church. It's the same church. Our church is the same. It's the same church everywhere. Most of the people who have been searching for them have not found those things. Most. If they had found it, I would know. Because I would experience it in the church. That they've actually found the thing that they were. They gave up God for. So, loving God is the greatest secret you can ever get into. And I'm not really going to talk about everything. But I am going to share with you, and I am sharing with you, just a little about loving God. Because it is the greatest commandment, it comes with the greatest rewards. Yes. Loving God comes with the greatest rewards. People who love God are destined for a certain kind of glory in their lives which cannot be found in people who don't love God. You see, if you go to work somewhere as a security officer and they show you several things that you are supposed to do, then they come to one place and they show you, see this gate. To lock this gate at 7 o'clock is the greatest and most important work you will ever do as a security man here. Just to lock this gate at 7 o'clock is the main thing that we are interested in. And it comes to pass that you do so many things. You speak on your radio. You fill forms, you patrol, and you do many other things. But to lock the gate at 7 o'clock, you don't do it. You should never think that you will please the person who appointed you. And when he was appointing you, he told you what was the main thing that he was going to expect from you. Like this is the main thing. It's not the only but it's the greatest of all the things you do here as a security officer. The main thing is to lock this gate at 7 p.m. with a padlock and and throw away. And that is what you don't. You you lock it at nine. You lock it at 9:30. You lock it at 11. Sometimes you don't lock it at all. But you do a lot of other things. You should never think, especially because the person said it. You should never think that you will please the person who put you there. Why do I say this? Because I, I, I have so many people that work for me. Sometimes I tell people, you know, I, I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't like going to work early in the morning. It's one of the things I thank God for 
um, being delivered from Pharaoh. I don't like it. It's something I don't like. I will be awake by a certain time. I'm, I'm already awake, but that early going to. So I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. Um, how do you call it? It's not, it's not something that is important to me. If you come at 7 or 8 or 9, I don't care. I don't even care if you come in the afternoon. Or even if you don't come, I don't mind. <laughs> what I care about is the work that will give you that this thing, it should be finished on Friday or on Tuesday. That's all I care about. And I don't, ask, I don't mind if I can meet you on the golf course. I don't mind if you are there. It's not a problem. But only that on Friday... At four o'clock, it should be finished. That's all. So, if you come to work every day at seven, six a.m., and do so many things, except the one thing that has been told you to do, I've have so many people who are like that. Everybody has in his mind what you like and what you should like, but that is not the case. Do you see? So I think that with God is the same. We have so many things we think he, he should like. And he must like. But he has told us what is right, what is good. And what the Lord does require of us. And the greatest is to love God. Which, you know, if I was to give a percentage, I would say that more, more than 95% of Christians don't love God. If, if you ask me what I think. But of course I could be wrong. And I'm probably wrong. But it, it's sort of like I, I don't feel that people like or love God. It's more like people want protection or they want a spiritual power or they want guidance. But like God himself that he is loved. Well, maybe I'm very wrong. I wish, I hope I'm wrong. But I think, to me, 95% of us don't really love God in a certain way. And especially people who, you want to come and finish with God, let's say an early service to finish with him. You know, usually when you love somebody, you don't try to finish with the person. Quickly. I'm just trying to finish with you. But you see, people want to finish with God. It's like they want to pay their dues. They want to mark a register. They want to give the minimum that can be given. They need cases to be shown to them before they pay tithes. Wow. But I'm talking about Loving God It's your great secret Pray for it eh? From today I'll give you homework here Pray for it Pray that God will touch your heart That you will love him You will like him And his will for you Amen Why Why would you say That loving God is important. Hmm? Loving 
God is important because it is His command, it is His commandments, and it carries such fantastic blessings. Solomon, for instance, in First Kings chapter three, verse three, and Solomon loved the Lord. Many people don't know that. Apart from the fact that David, his father, told him what to do, Solomon himself loved the Lord. Walking in the statutes of David, his father, only he sacrificed and burnt incense in high places. But Solomon loved the Lord. And that was a secret to his riches and supernatural peace. That he enjoyed as a king. Because there are certain blessings that only come to people who love God. And not anything else. Many people don't realize. Romans chapter 8 verse 28. Romans 8 and verse 28. This I know is a verse that is used whenever there is a tragedy. Or whenever there is something you cannot explain. You immediately turn to Romans 8.28. But be careful when you are quoting it to people who are bereaved. Sometimes just being silent is good enough. The person knows the verse already. Sometimes they don't, but often they know it. And sometimes it's good to say, sometimes it's just good to show that you understand. It says, but this one, I want to show you the supernatural power that is available for lovers of God. We know, we know that all things work together. For good. Not to anybody. But to them that love God. God lovers have this supernatural promise. You see because we all know that all things don't really work together for good. If your husband dies how is it working together for good? Practically, if you lose your job, how is it working together for good? How is it becoming a good thing? If your wife is dead, how is it becoming a good thing? If you are sick, how, 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 is, it, how is it becoming a good thing? We all know that all these things are bad things. And in many cases... When the bad things happen, it starts as a bad thing, ends as a bad thing, and continues to have a bitter and bad taste in our mouth. Huh? Are you still around? Outside, can you hear me? You see, I'm not preaching for long, so just listen to, I'm reading Bible verses to you. Preaching is about reading Bible verses. There are some people though, when something bad happens, 
it has it has a supernatural power in it and it turns and rather becomes a good thing yeah the best way you can understand this is to watch a film with either somebody like Rambo or Terminator or James Bond I mean you know that he will not die Yes. And you know that even when he is arrested, they are taking him to the place where he's going to beat them. When he is arrested, they are taking him to their headquarters where he will see the bad big boss and sort him out there. Is it not true? This is actually the reason why we love such films. With such people in them. All films have three or four big themes. One is this kind of theme. There is a strong man who is a savior. And nothing can beat him. And at the end of the day, all things work together for his good. We love such films. Because it strikes something deep of what we desire that at the end of the day all things will work out for good but today I came to tell you that that scripture it happens in real life also that all things can and do and will work out together for good but for who? for Christians? no not for Christians look at it for them that love God. For them that love God. Somebody who loves God is destined to live like a superman. That will be your testimony. Yes. The bad things of your life, and nobody can be up to 25 years old on this earth without pointing to some bad things that have happened in your life I mean you cannot be 25 years on this earth that is why every baby starts crying when he's born because of the kind of place we have come to when you apply for a course and you don't get it it will work out for your good when you are a God lover it will be the best thing in your life when somebody proposes to marry you and he doesn't marry you that will be the best thing when you are a God lover you can rest assured that that thing that seemed to break your heart is actually working out for your good and you will see it practically the visa you didn't get will now turn around into your highest blessing when you love God. People don't know. If they knew, they would turn their attention to God and choose to love God rather than loving the ultimate idol or any other graven image that could be ever had by anyone. 
That is why it is good to be close to people that love God. Because their life is a supernatural life. And things turn. And turn. And turn. I say, look, if I show you the picture of even Rambo, let's take Rambo. Do you all know Rambo? Who do you know? Who do you know? Rambo. Who has been caught? Steven Seagal. Anybody, they've caught him. James Bond. They've caught him. They are, they are putting him in a, in a place with crocodiles, with sharks, everything. Taking, whatever. You see that. It's rather tense around. That's why we watch it. We are trying to watch our lives. You see, you don't know what it is that every film you see, you, you see yourself in it. That's why when Princess Diana died, we were all sad. Because we see life. This was a dream come true. You married the prince. You had the most beautiful wedding. And it turns into something negative. So we all became depressed. Well, because we don't know her. But we were all sad. She died on a Sunday morning. We came to church on Sunday morning to get with that news. Whatever keeps you from loving God. Whatever holds you back from loving God. Is cut out of your life permanently today. Never let anything or anybody or any man or any woman or anything. Keep you from loving God. Who is your number one. In everything. God is your number one. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart. With all thy soul, with all thy feelings. Yes. It's the greatest commandment, obviously, that goes with the greatest blessing. You joke with your life when you don't love him as you should. John 14 21. John 14 21. He that has my commandment. And keepeth them. He it is. That loveth me. And he that loveth me. He that loveth me. Shall be loved. Of my father. He that loveth me. Shall be loved of my father. And I. Will love him. I will love him. And I will manifest. Manifest. You see manifestations. I will manifest myself to him. The manifestation of power. And supernatural angels. And supernatural intervention. Comes to God lovers. He that has my commandment and keepeth them. He it is that loveth me. God has made even how to love him, but that's a different uh, subject. He it is that loveth me. And he that loveth me, <laughs> he that loveth me, God is saying, he that loveth me shall be loved of by my father. 
And I also, I will love him. And manifest. Manifestation. You are struggling for money. When you should have loved God. The manifestation. Look, the manifestations of God's power in your life. Comes when you change and you switch into a God lover. You are wasting your time. Loving other things. You are wasting your time. Loving other things. You are wasting your time. Serving God has been my greatest secret of my life. Matthew 6.33 has been my greatest secret of my life. Yes. Whom you have feelings for. Whom you have time for. Whom you have energy for. Whom you have something to give to. That's the one you love. And he that loveth me shall be loved of my father. Are you still around? All of us are looking for that supernatural element in your life. The element where things work together for good. Manifestation of the power of the Holy Spirit. Have you had enough? First Corinthians chapter two. Verse nine. Is there also a verse that is used to encourage people? But again, you must look carefully at these scriptures and you'll see who it is for. I has not seen. You see, we use it to encourage people. Charlie, I has not seen what God is going to do for you. (laughs) Because if God can bless you with something that I has not seen, then it's a very high thing. Your Hyundai, what do you call it? I have seen it already. Your Hyundai accent has been seen already in town by many people. I has not seen means that it's going to be rare. It's another way of saying that it's going to be rare. Receive the rare blessing of the Lord. Yes. Yes. Receive the rare blessing. And then ear has not heard. Hey. What kind of thing is it that has not been heard of? Hey. There, there are so many seats here. Is there a reason why there's nobody here? Projector? Some people can sit right here. I has not seen. There's some seats right here. How God has a plan for you. You've exchanged it with some other things. Oh, tell me about it. Loving so many other things. When God said, 
to, to, to love God is the greatest commandment with the greatest possible rewards. Yes. Please come in. Please come in. There's more seats. I prefer you to be inside than to be outside. Wow. One, two, more, and then we are done. Wow. Neither, and the third characteristic of your blessing is that neither has it entered into the hearts of man. Like, you've never thought of something like that before. Huh? The things which God has prepared for Christians. No. No. The things which God has prepared for born again believers. No. These are not prepared for born again Christians. Not for those who are fasting. God has prepared for those who prayed for 21 days. Is prepared for them that love him. Hey! Those who love God are destined for a glorious destiny. A glorious destiny. A destiny of supernatural turning of events to work out for your favor. A turning of events, uh, an experiencing of rare things that you wouldn't commonly experience. So many times I find myself in situations where I say, I wouldn't have thought of this. Recently I was in Jakarta at the top of some skyscraper, looking out of my hotel room and looking at more skyscrapers in Jakarta. I was thinking of how many Ghanaian pastors from Kolegono are in such places? Yes. Will it, will it occur to you? When I stood under a light pole at, um, at, Le- at Legon and told Bishop Eddie and Bishop Saki that I was going to be a pastor on the 1st of January, 1919, 90 or 1991. I said, I'm going to be a pastor. No, no, 1980, 1988. I said, I was going to be a pastor and I'm going to announce it. I never, I never thought, I never thought that I would be in Jakarta or be standing in the tallest hotel in Southeast Asia. It didn't even enter my heart. You know, it's not part of my things I'm even interested in. Wow. Wow. Sitting with an Asian who has taken me as a son. Feeding, teaching me how to use chopsticks. And giving me raw fish. Japanese food. On an island. Yes. On an island in in the ocean. Next to Malaysia, next to Indonesia. I didn't imagine. It's not part of the things that I thought about. Yes. 
But I want you to know that loving God is the best thing you can do for yourself. Yes. Loving God is the kindest thing you can do to yourself. To choose to love God yourself. Amen? Amen. Have you had enough? Now, how can you love God? Amen. How can you love God? There are six or seven, but I'm going to give you just two. John 14, 21. He that hath my commandment. You see, you, you may not have, but you may also have it. Now he says, he that has my commandment. You have the commandment. And keepeth them. You see, he it is that loveth me. God is defining what it means to love him. It's to keep his commandments which you have. So if God speaks to you, do it. If God speaks to you, do it. Amen? Amen. He is the one that loves me. God knows amongst us those who love him. Wow. Hallelujah. God knows those who love him. And it is those who obey what he has told us, what what he has told us to do. Amen. Amen. Are you there? Yes. Are you excited about that? Amen. Amen. God loves God knows those who love him. And one of the things that he knows and how he knows it is those who obey him. Amen. Amen. Now, I don't want this to be a long sermon. But, the other way, I'm going to make it three out of two. The other way that you, you know when somebody loves you is when the person gives. Second Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 1. Moreover, brethren, we do you to wit the grace of God bestowed on the churches. That out of their deep poverty, they are bounded unto the riches of their liberality. For to their power I bear record. And beyond their power, they were willing of themselves. Praying us with much entreaty that we should receive the gift. And take upon us the fellowship of the ministry of the saints. And this they did, as we hope. But first they gave their own selves to the Lord And unto us by the will of God In so much that we desire Titus That as he had begun He would also finish 
Therefore, as you are bound in everything, in faith, in utterance, in knowledge, in diligence, and in your love to us, see that you are bound in this grace also. 2 Corinthians 8 verse 7. I speak not by commandment, verse 8, but occasion of the frowardness of others, and to prove the sincerity of your love. He's talking about giving. And he says that your giving proves the sincerity of your love. Amen. Amen. Alright? So, as you are bound in everything, giving shows that you love God. And it shows that you love. God so loved the world that he gave. Lovers of God are givers. And they give to God. I myself would know if I receive a gift from somebody, it ministers, everybody who has received a gift knows the effect of a gift. A gift has a message which is not spoken with words. That is why the Bible teaches that a person in authority should not receive gifts to pervert him. Because it changes your heart. It, 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 it affects your soul. It, 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 it bends, it, it, it softens you. But if you, if, you, if you would have been strict, you become softer. So God becomes softer. And is so affected by our gift to him. Look, I've been in the church for years. What we've found is, people who have money, don't give. Recently, Dr. Mohan from India, the largest church in India, 60,000 members, he was with us in the Kodesh. He said, oh, rich people don't give money. They will sit there and they will just not really give. But the next moment you see they are spending money on themselves, traveling here, traveling there. One of the things that surprised me when we were, were having the World Cup in Germany, that World Cup, I noticed several members of this church traveling to watch a match and come back over the weekend. Yes, Germany, Ghana was playing. They would travel and go and come. And you see that it's nothing. Yes. But when it comes to the house of God, you see them having a different attitude. They feel that they are giving to somebody. Or that you shouldn't give too much to the house of God. That's why the house of God must also be built in a very beautiful way. So that people have confidence when they are giving. Because when you, sometimes you go to a rural bank and you see the windows that have been put there and so on. You don't feel confident to put a lot of money in the rural bank. But when you go to Barclays and it's shining with a lot of glasses. And say, oh, I can leave my money here. When I need it, I come for it, I will get it. So that is one of the reasons why the church should also be beautiful. So that people have confidence when they are in the church to say, wow. And finally, 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 huh? you show your love for God by showing a love for his house. Yes. Your love for God is demonstrated when you love his house. I was glad when they said to me, 
Let us go into the house of the Lord. Amen. Amen. So your love for the house of God demonstrates. Are you with me? Your love for the house of God demonstrates how you love God. Because you cannot love God without loving his house. Are you there? Yes. Amen. Amen. All right. Your love for the house of God is very, very important. And as as we are showing, as we are as we are serving the Lord, we must demonstrate this great love by showing a great affection, a great affection for for His house. Sorry, I'm, my Bible is showing me some mistakes. All right. I got it. First Corinthians, First Chronicles twenty nine. David in verse one, the king said, Solomon, my son, whom alone God has chosen, is young and tender, and the work is great, and the palace is not for man, but for the Lord God. Now I have prepared with all my might eh, for the house of my God. Gold for things made of gold, silver for things made of silver, brass for things made of brass, iron for the things of iron, wood for the things of wood, onyx stones and stones to be set, glistering stones of diverse colors. We are going to build a house, I tell you. Precious stones and marble and stones in abundance. But look at verse 3. This is the verse that I'm looking for. Moreover, Because I have set my affection, affection, to the house of my God. You see, because he has set his affection to the house of of his God. I have of my own proper good, of gold and silver, which I have given to the house of my God, over and above all that I have prepared for the holy house. He goes on to say so many things that he has organized. Next verse. 3,000 talents of gold Of the gold of Ophir 7,000 This is his personal offering And he's explaining that This offering that he's given Is because of his affection For the house of his God 7,000 talents of refined silver To overlay The walls of the houses Go on next verse The gold for things of gold And so on So How many God lovers do I have here today? Wow. What a blessing. One of the ways you show your love for God is by obeying His commandments. Another is by giving. Prove the sincerity of your love. And the third one is your love for His house. This is where God's house is. This is is His house. (laughs) My affection... Because of my personal affection for the house of God. 
You see, God loves all things work together for good for God. David, even though he had so many personal crises, family crises, sins, and mistakes, and so it all worked together till Jesus Christ said that the Bible says that Jesus' throne will be laid on the throne of David. And the star Israel, even up to today, 2,000, 7,000 years later, David is the, the star of David. Is the capital. And Jerusalem, which he fought for and established as he said, but is still it's, it's supernatural. It's like all things are working together. I has not seen, David has not seen the flag of Israel. White and blue star. Star of David. No, 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 no. He said, because of my, you see, because it was explaining like the money he was giving, like maybe nobody should think, have any bad thoughts. It's, it's explaining that it's because of my affection for the love of God, for the house of God. In his Psalms, you can see his love for God. But his love for God is expressed in his love for the house of God. Everybody here, let me tell you. One of the greatest blessings for my life has been to be building churches. Yes. I've spent all the last 20 whatever years of my life building churches. My affection. My affection for his house. Not just one house. All his houses. That's what I pray for. If you come and listen to my prayers, you, you hear me praying that the house of God should be built. It's because of my affection for his house. And his work. Amen. Amen. And I want to recommend that to you. You know, when my father when my father in law died, when my father in law died, I saw it all through his life and up to the time that he died, my, my wife's father. I I noticed somebody who loved the house of God. There are a lot of rich people who don't like they, they don't have any special love for the church. When they die, they'll be buried in the church or through the church anyway. But from the first day when I knew my wife as my beloved, she would describe to me how her father had bought an organ costing 6,000 pounds or so for the, their church in second day in those days. In, in, in uh, whatever. Bought pews. Always doing something and for the house of God. And when I became a pastor and I became a priest, he showed such respect. I mean, when I would come for a function, I always wanted to sit with the children like we sit with them. Then he would call and say, No, my bishop. I said, No, I'm, we, are, we are the children. All the children are on this side. That's what, no, 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 no. Sit here with the priests, with me on the high table. He had a special love for God. His, his life was supernatural. He died, he was 90. How many of us would be 90? Mm. How many of us would be 90? He was never broke till he died. Anytime we visited him, he get, since I was born up till today, I've never given my father-in-law money or had to give him even one city. He would rather, when we come there, he would give us all money. At the age of 90, he will buy petrol for us. Care for all or give everybody. Most of our parents are broke by 60, around 55 to 60. They are broke. 
Is it true or is it not true? And many couples quarrel over you gave this to your father, you have to give this to my father, you have to give this to my mother, you gave it to your mother, you love your mother more than you love my mother. A lot of couples have such quarrels. But not my father in law. No. Yeah. He, he, I, but it was not something that I noticed that he had a, an affection for the house of God. I want to encourage you, you know, not everybody gets the opportunity to build a church as we are about to build. You see, you can join a church, but you may not be there when it is being built. Like the Kodesh, you go there, oh wow, it's powerful, but you may not be part of the building. Or let's say from Kolegono, when we started, you may not be part of that. Uh-huh. Most of you don't have that sort of chance, but it is a rare privilege. When action was being built, you see it today, when you are landing uh, at the airport, you see it gloriously. I was there when it was red sand, red sand. There was not even a block. The whole land was red. There was, it was a far a bush. And we stood there on a Sunday morning. Idahosa, Archbishop Idahosa, stood there and prayed. And he said, Anybody who builds a house for God, God will build a house for you. I'll never forget those words. Yes. And it has been built. It has been built. It has been built. It has been. It's a blessing. And in Malaysia, the largest church building in Malaysia, the largest in an Islamic country, is the largest. Today it stands the beautiful several floors high beautiful auditorium and so on I was I stood there when it was grass the pastor who is a, a father to me when I came I was just transiting through he organized a place a hotel for me and he said take him to the land to see the land and I stood on the grass I said they are going to build a church here they are waiting for permits today it's in there in glory not many people have the opportunity to stand there on the background and say, Lord, build your house. And I'm part of the building of your house. But you have that opportunity here today. Amen. And don't ever joke with all of you. Take it from me. Oh, look, no, don't, don't even take it from me. Take it from the word. A lover of God, Charlie, you become super natural you may be even more prosperous staying as a houseboy of a god lover than as a worker in tigo or any of those banks true because it's a river of blessing and supernatural benefits I has not seen whatever makes you common and ordinary and whatever doesn't let you love God today begins the day where that thing is cut off and today begins the day when you start loving God God choose God love God like God and if you don't Pray for it. Pray about it. God, help me to love you. Touch my heart so that I will love you. That's your great blessing. 
and it will always be a blessing with you. Sing it a bit for me. You know, David was singing about the house of God. I was glad when they said unto me, Let us go into the house of the Lord. Our feet shall stand in thy gates, O Jerusalem. I was glad. I was glad. Jerusalem is built as a city. That is a territory in itself. For whither the tribes go up, even the tribes of the Lord, to testify unto Israel, to give thanks unto the name of the Lord. For there is a seat of judgment, even the seat of the house of David. Oh, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. They shall prosper that love thee. Peace be within thy walls And plenteous grace within thy palaces For my brethren and companions' sake I will wish ye prosperity yeah, because of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek to do ye good. Glory be to the Father and to the Son. it was in the beginning is now and ever shall be world without end your feet close your eyes for a moment if you are here today you don't know Jesus as your savior maybe somebody invited you to church but you are not a born again Christian 
you want to give your life to Jesus this morning, if you are here like that, just raise your hand now and let me pray with you. I want to be born again and start loving God from today. If you are here in this way, you want me to pray with you to give your life to Jesus, to be born again. Bible says unless a man is born again, he cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. Bible says in John chapter 9 verse 31 And we know that God heareth not sinners God doesn't listen to the prayers of sinners That is why you must be transferred from being a sinner To being a believer And today I'm giving you a great opportunity To cross over And come into the house of God And begin to love God This is a chance to be saved If you are here today you know if you die tonight You don't know whether you go to heaven or hell I need to pray with you If you are here you want to give your heart And your life to God, to Jesus Christ Then just lift your hand up High right now, wherever you are I see your hand I see you on outside, I see your hand At the back, everywhere, God bless you If you've lifted your hand, come to me In the front here, come Lord and I surrender this prayer with me. Say, Jesus, please forgive me for my sins. I am sorry. I am sorry. I am sorry. I am turning around. I am turning around. I come to the cross. Please wash away my sins with the blood of Jesus. Today, I open my heart. I receive Jesus Christ as my Savior, my Lord, my Master, and my King. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. From today, I belong to Jesus. I will serve Jesus. I belong to Jesus. I am a child of God. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me today. I love you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, Amen. We believe you have been blessed by the preaching of God's Word. For audio CDs, DVDs, books, and other resources by Dagwood Mills, please visit our website at www.dagwoodmills.org. God richly bless you. ABC Tonight, the next chapter of The Bachelor Journey begins. Welcome to Listen to Your Heart. Listen to your heart. 20 single musicians look for the perfect duet. When she sings to me, it just leaves me speechless. Will a passion for music lead to a lasting love? I've dreamt of being with somebody who shares the same passion that I do. Or end on a sour note? It's no fun singing a love song when you're not in love. The Bachelor presents Listen to Your Heart, a six-episode event, tonight at 8, 7 central on ABC. ABC Tonight. My name is Daniel Garcia. I worked at my family's bakery. My life used to be pretty normal until I met Noah Hamilton. That's when everything changed. My brother and the most famous woman in the world. 
sometimes two unlikely ingredients. There's a thing about him. Make the most amazing combination. I just want to make sure you know what you're signing up for. I know that my life can get pretty crazy. I think I could do a little crazy. The Baker and the Beauty, series premiere tonight, 10, 9 central on ABC.